What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. As always, I am your host, Clanky Terry. And in this week's podcast episode, we have the amazing, the incredible Ellie Lee. She has been all over the Hollywood scene. You can very easily go look her up on any sort of YouTube or video platform. She's worked with MTV. She's worked with E! Entertainment and a lot more other stations. She's been an on-camera personality, you know, kind of like the person who is there with the microphone interviewing people. And I'm sure she's done some sketches too and skits. And I was really honored to have her on because I loved how our conversation flew, flown, flew, 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 flew between, flowed between. It flowed between one of those words, guys, that I just struggle with how it flowed. That's sort of the word I'm looking for, how it flowed between her desires to find Jesus. That's not right. I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, her desires of the material world, which she kind of exacerbated in Hollywood when she made her trip out there and seeing into how the pursuit of those material goods. I want you to see if you can find any parallels within your life as you're listening to this, where Ellie goes into discussing the desires she had in the material world for recognition, for money, to be around celebrities. And I would love for you to see the interesting kind of pivot that happens in her life whenever she kind of comes to realizing where the source of her struggle was coming from. And how that's helped her evolve spiritually in a sense. So I don't want to give too much away. But what I do want is for you to listen to this episode, number 82, with Ellie Lee. Traveling to Consciousness. Exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. Ellie Lee, how are we doing today? Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, how am I doing today? I'm taking moment by moment. <laughs> it's how I'm living my life these days, truly. Um, so just honoring what is in the present moment and not, you know, getting caught up in what's the day going to look like and what's it going to be like, truly. And at that, and I can only say that not from like, a, I'm so spiritual, but it's like, I have to just be here now because there's just so much that I'm moving through in my life right now um, where I can really get caught up in the programs that run of like, what's the next hour going to look like? And what if you, this doesn't happen? And it's like, Ellie, just breathe and be here right now. And just whatever's here, let it be. So that's the, that's the long answer to uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the authentic one as opposed to when people are asked, how are you doing? They're just like, Oh, good. And it's like, mm, there was a lot more underneath that good than you right. believe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think there's like, I mean, I just, my mind just goes into like the metaphysical deep level shit from the beginning. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, like even in that response, you were saying how it's like, you know, everyone kind of says like, just be here now, but then, you know, you go down all the deep rabbit holes and you look in all of these books and, you know, from, you know, uh, I'm blanking here, but like Eckhart? Yeah, even Eckhart, yeah, Eckhart yeah. Tolle with mm -hmm. like the power of now. And yeah. so you can get really deep down into these rabbit holes. So do you find that there's like 
some sort of balance you need to strike with how much deep esoteric or metaphysical knowledge that you personally hold versus either what you're dispelling to clients or just sharing with people on a regular basis? Yeah. I mean, I think what I've learned from the spiritual world and I'm brand new, you know, I had my awakening in 2019. And before that I I grew up very religious, very Christian. And then I realized all of that was BS. So then I cut myself off from anything that was beyond this realm. And that really ignited my awakening. And so when I started going on the spiritual path, it was my choosing and my choice. And I've learned a lot in the four years that I've been on this journey. And one thing that I got caught up in, and I think this is an important place for a lot of us to hit, is I was getting caught up in the ethereal, you know? And what I've learned on my journey is we are beings having a human experience. We are here on earth as humans. So I'm constantly coming back to this place of groundedness and I'm a human feeling these things and having these experiences. So come back and I'm all about connecting with the heart space. And so every time I find myself drifting or getting lost in the cosmos or whatever, I just really come back to like, breathe, drop in Ellie, go outside, literally feel the ground underneath your feet. Remember you are human stay here. Don't get lost in that because it's a way to where I've bypassed a lot of my stuff is to get lost in the cosmos. I was obsessed with like the Palladians and the Octurians and like all of things like, <laughs> who am I? Where am I coming from? And like, where did, you know, what was my past life? And it's like all these Where's things my that my ego, system? exactly. And like all these things my ego wanted to know. And it was just like, at the end of the day, like I'm a human being and I'm going through a lot of things and I strictly, I like my journey is so much about like, I don't want to bypass because I've bypassed my entire life and I've bypassed a lot in the last four years of my journey because I didn't know, I had no idea what spiritual bypassing was until it hit me straight in the face that I've been doing it and I've been talking about it and I was doing all these videos about it because I had no idea what it actually meant to go into my pain, to feel what is coming up mm-hmm. for me. And that's been the most crucial part of my journey is constantly, are you escaping Ellie? Come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful answer. Cause I know kind of like along the way of my journey, there was like this little hiccup point where it was, it was sort of like this idea of, okay, well, you know, it, everything's polarity, nothing's good or bad. So, you know, it really doesn't matter. Like there's no such thing as good or bad. And I think there's a part of me that still feels into that, mm. but to your point, right? We're still operating in this physical human dimension. So at yeah. some level we do need to be, you're, you're, it's like, it's like good to have that knowledge that neither really matter. But then when you're yeah. acting in this physical dimension, you kind of have to make a choice of which polarity you're going to lean into. Are we going to lean yeah. into the light and bring more light or are we going to lean into darkness and bring more darkness into this physical reality? Mm, yeah. And I think for me, so much of what I was seeing and consuming out there, because here's the thing, I've been depressed my whole life. Like that's just straight up facts. Like ever since I was a child, I have felt a sadness that was unexplainable and nobody around me could truly understand me. Right. And so my entire life has been a battle of me against quote unquote, the darkness, right. Of like all of this pain. And in the last four years of my journey, I've seen a lot of, you know, the positive outlook and like the light and it's all about the light. And it's all about the light. And it's like, you can only truly, my mentor always says this, a light worker is someone who goes in to the darkness 
igniting the light that they are. Because at the end of the day, who we are is divine beings. We are divine spark, right? And so when you enter the darkness, igniting that, that is truly what it means to be a light worker and coming out of the darkness and alchemizing all of that into light. And so for me, it's a constant journey of how do I go into that in the remembrance and in the groundedness of who I truly am? Because I've been so lost and I am depressed and I have mental illness and like all these identities and attaching to the pain and attaching to the shadow self. Like it was a huge moment for me in my journey where I was like, oh, I'm not my shadow because I've been so intertwined with my shadow that I believed all of these things were me. And like who I truly am is the I am, period. It's all of who we all are, right? And this world that we get born into, it's all about duality and polarity and separation. When in reality, we are one. We literally are one and we are in the forgetfulness of that. And many of us, I truly see and believe, are here in what they call the Great Awakening to remember that we are one and how do we come back to one is we go into ourselves. And, and it's, it's really beautiful. There's something you kind of said in there kind of near the beginning and it's been, it really echoed something I've been thinking about a lot, which is you mm. touched on how we're all divine beings. We're all light beings, right? Mm. Anyone, first of all, anyone listening to this, if you or even questioning it, if you weren't sure you are. And this is coupled with another thing because I had a, uh, a Christian upbringing. And it sounds like you might've had that as well, but we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. And there was, there's something that always kind of played with me, which is the idea of the difference between heaven and hell. And through this kind of awakening process, I've really been diving into that concept of, okay, like in the middle of earth, there isn't hell and above the clouds isn't heaven. Like it's not a, it's not mm -hmm. physical in those regards. Mm -hmm. And what you kind of even just brought in there is well, let me go a little bit further is like where I've been breaking this down is almost, you know, there's, especially with the idea of reincarnation, it seems to me that earth can be seen as this metaphorical hell. And you have to keep reincarnating in hell on earth until you completely rid yourself of karma or you completely are un unapologetically or unfiltered that divine source of like light that you're bringing to everything you're doing. Mm. And that in essence grants you access into heaven or mm. grants you access into break this reincarnation cycle. Mm. And so I tell you all this and bring this up because what you kind of said there is like, we're light beings coming into this dark, dense place that's earth. And, you know, we kind of forget that we are the light and now we have to experience all the dark in our, in a, in a way, our journey out or our, or what the awakening, right? The spiritual awakening is coming to that realization is like, oh my gosh, I'm in this dark place, but I'm full of light. So let me figure out how to use that light to bring to this dark place that's called earth. Yeah. Yeah. I, and just like you too, like I have a lot of trauma with religion. And one of the things that was de deeply ingrained into me is First of all, it was, if you don't accept Jesus as your Christ and savior, and if you do a lot of things that are sinful, you will probably go to hell, right? I mean, that was the idea that was real. So I lived in so much shame and fear and guilt for a really long time. And what I've learned on this journey is this is hell. Like we live in a very low dimension, you know, they literally call earth the toughest planet to be on, right? Because of the dimension, the density that we, that is our world right now. Right. And so when I look around, 
there is so much hatred and separation and violence and murder and rape and racism and whatever it is like this is hell not to mention the outside world is a reflection of what is going on within us individually right the individual each of us make the collective and so when I see what's out in the world, I know that it's just reflecting what so many of us don't want to face that is within us. And that's why I'm so passionate about the healing journey, because we don't need to be imprisoned in hell, which is within us, right? And, you know, I've always heard people talk about like, well, heaven is within. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what that means, because what I feel inside does not feel like anything close to heaven. I don't understand. And now I truly understand that who you are, right? If we're talking about this, you are a divine being, right? But because of all of our unhealed wounds, the programs that we run, all of the trauma, the world that we live in, the society that we live in, all of these things. I mean, I've been in the entertainment industry in Hollywood for over 15 years. And I was at one point really getting lured into all of it. I It was like this cookie that was being offered to me and I wanted to eat it all until I woke mm -hmm. up to like the true reality of what all of that is and why was I getting sucked in so much and what did I need from all of that? And it was, I just wanted validation from the world. And so for me, what I'm learning on my journey is yes, heaven is within you, but in order for us to reach there, we got to do all the work to have that organically start being the truth of who we are, because the truth of who you are is unconditional love. The truth, the truth of who you are is a powerful being of light. But because of all of the stuff that blocks our connection to that divinity within us, you know, that's where many of us get stuck. That's where many of us get trapped. And then nobody knows how to heal themselves or really do the work. So all we're doing is spewing darkness in the world. We project onto others. We blame others. We hate others. Like look at cancel culture. I've been observing and studying cancel culture for a very long time because it's fascinating to me. And I too had one point in 2020 was being canceled on the internet and people were coming for me. And I remember I got off what the internet for three days. What did so, you do, Ellie? So here's what I did. Um, so I was living in New York during the pandemic and I just started questioning things like things like just started like logically not making sense to me. So I went on a live on TikTok. Yeah. Now, were you still in the entertainment industry at this point? I'm yeah. So I'm still like, I still host things in, in the entertainment world. I've been an on-camera personality for a long time. So I still have one toe in for sure. Um, but yes, I've still, so I've on the internet, I'm really known for some of my interviews with like big uh, music stars. And so that's like a lot of where my following used to be and used to come from. And so mm. I did this live talking about just questioning like what is actually going on and well, this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense. And somebody took 10 seconds of my live and completely took it out of context and then started labeling me all these different kinds of words and put in the caption that I'm this and I'm that. And the internet just started coming for me. And I knew that I didn't do anything wrong. And I, and a lot of people in my life were like, you need to apologize. And I was like, absolutely not. Like I'm not apologizing for just questioning things that don't make sense to me. What, gen and so what generally were you questioning? I was questioning why I was walking through Brooklyn one day and all these small businesses, and I'm a daughter of a small business owner, and why all these restaurants were suffering and they were being asked to create a restaurant outside of the restaurant, but all the restaurants that were being built on the streets were enclosed and there was, and everybody was sitting next to each other and there were no masks. So I was like, I don't get it. Like these people are suffering and we're doing 
what they can do inside but outside. And that was what what I was questioning. Like that just logically did not make sense to me, right? Mm. And someone labeled me like um, uh, anti-masker and you deny COVID, never said any of those things, right? And so people just took that 10 seconds without seeing anything else. And they just started destroying, mm-hmm. like annihilating me. Things like we trusted you. We loved you. We never thought you would do this and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so for three days, I got off the internet and I just sat with what this all was and what this was showing me. And it's it's interesting because for so long, I studied people getting canceled. And I'd always wondered to myself, what would I do? What? How would <laughs> I stand in all of that, in all that hatred? And I was getting a lot of DMs of people really like destroying me and telling me like, you should go kill yourself and all these horrible things. Right. So I took a moment and I like dropped into my heart space and I said, Ellie, this is a moment of growth for you. This is a moment of um, learning how to stand strong with and taking responsibility for whatever you need to take responsibility for. And I never meant to hurt anybody with the comments that I was, but it was a very tender time for all of us. Nobody knew, really knew what was going on. And so even when I eventually did a live, I apologize. Like I never meant to hurt anybody. Like I literally, like that was 10 seconds of an hour conversation that I was having with many people. And that was taken out of context. And that's the only thing that I'll quote unquote apologize for. So all these people that were DMing me, I messaged each and every one of them. And I said, Hey, I can feel how angry you are. I know how mad you are. Like what's going on? Like, what are you actually feeling? And like, how are you? And every single person responded back to me. You are the first person that's ever asked me that. And every single one of them said, I'm so sorry for coming after you. I'm just not in a good place in my life. And that's when I realized like it had nothing to do with me. I was just this target for people to spew their darkness. And what that showed me is how much pain people are in that they don't know what to do with it. So the next person they can annihilate, they will annihilate. And that's why we are stuck in this cycle of hatred, of separation, because none of us know, right? We live in a, they don't teach us this stuff of how to really go within ourselves and ignite the power within. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about this work. That's why I'm shifting my career now. Like it's not about me talking to celebrities and telling you like the next new album or like who's dating who, like none of that stuff matters to me. Like I know that my soul came here to grow, to evolve, and then to help others come home to truly who they are. And it has been a hell of a journey and I'm just beginning, but it's a mission that many of us are in and doing in our own different ways and avenues. And we are truly the pioneers of where humanity is going to go, which is back to oneness, back to unity, back to love. And it's a, it's a wild position that you're in because you amassed a following, you amassed like even just even an on-camera personality and then had this internal shift of your own. And then like, you know, in a sense, brought out people's demons, like because you took that inner work to shift. Whereas myself and maybe even a lot of the people who I've even talked to, they kind of started creating content after they had their own internal shift. And so there was less, if not really much of any pushback because people are just getting introduced like, oh, Clinton's into spirituality or consciousness or, oh, Aaron does like working out and he's like consciousness. But like you, it's like you're in the the thick of kind of what we were talking about whenever we're talking about like heaven and hell. I mean, you know, I want to be careful about this because I know like I have a lot of respect for kind of like Hollywood. And I think it's really cool, the entertainment value that they put out there. But I think the, the, the catch 22 of it is that you are getting engrossed in this 
physical dimension, if you will, right? You're getting engrossed in fame or money or clout yeah. or all this stuff. And, and instead of being engrossed in love or acceptance or happiness. And so it seems to me that that almost like, it was almost like you were even just building up this like reservoir of oil. And then when you had that little click of questioning, it just kind of ignited the flame of, yeah. you know, you, you take that entire thing, even if you remove that 10 seconds, I'm sure someone would have still found something absolutely mm -hmm. in there to kind of pull out and prod. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I have had many egoic deaths with my obsession with making it. I think that, and it's a part of a very deep childhood wound of mine of like, I've never felt like I've been good at anything in my life. And I've never been complimented for anything. I was never special, quote unquote, or anything. And then when I started really getting into pop culture, I'm the kid of the late 80s. And so I grew up in the 90s. And I was entranced by pop culture. I was entranced by celebrities. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what the world I wanted to dip into. I was just obsessed with it. And so for 15 plus years being in the acting and the on-camera space, like I was hungry because I wanted so bad to be valued. I wanted to be validated. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be loved by the masses because if the masses loved me, then I would be worth a damn. Mm -hmm. And when I had my awakening, I had to face that over and over and over and over again and let it die as many times as it needed to. And there's still as I speak about it, there's, I can feel a little bit still left of there of still like, I do want to be seen. And I, and I know that there's just an inner child aspect of me that's coming up. That's like, needs that final, like, let me grow up and let me have this part. And like, let me find my power. And this is the work that I teach and guide people is like a lot of the inner child work that's taught out there is like coddle your inner child and let your inner child play. And like, those are beautiful, but like, that's still keeping your inner child in weakness. The work that we teach at Master Self University, this organization that I found that completely changed my life is how do we help and guide the inner child that's stuck at a certain age with this unprocessed trauma, wound, whatever it is? How do we teach them that what's what's within us, the light that's within us is the light within them? You know, and my mentor always talks about like, your five-year-old just came from divinity. Like your one-year-old just came from divinity. Like they are close to more close than me at 36 years old. So how do we teach the inner child to open their hearts, to connect back to their heart chakra, to open up to the pain, to allow them to feel the pain. And you show up for them as a guide until they're ready to grow up. Like you grow them up so then they don't even need you anymore. And that is what it means to be in your power. That's what it means to truly come home. And so every single time I'm triggered by something, especially when it comes to wanting to be seen and it shows up on social media too, still, I can feel it. Like when one of my videos does well, I can feel this energy of like, oh my God, the next one's got to do well. And if it's the next one's not going to do well, then mm. you're not going to be worth anything. And it's like, oh, here's a moment. Here's a moment for me to feel all of this, to allow my inner child to feel all that, the fear, the worry, all that. Okay, that's okay. It's beautiful that it's showing up. And now let's unconditionally love this. Let's bring the frequency of unconditional love by opening up our heart chakra and allowing them to feel this need for validation, the need to be loved, to know that like the love that you keep seeking outside of you, Ellie, is the love that is within you. And that is the work that I constantly come back to, like the remembrance of everything you want outside is already within, Ellie. So go do the work. 
And so now every time it shows up, I know what to do till one day, like I'm not, and I can feel it healing constantly. Like when I have it, it's not as loud and like it's crazy as it used to be. And like, even now I'm still one foot in being an on-camera personality. And like, there, there are times where like people will will be like, what do you do? And I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I host this thing because I'm still seeking for validation. And then it's this beautiful Mm -hmm. moment for me to go, Hey, you see that Ellie, there's more in there. So it's like, this is what I'm talking about. Like people think that life is done to you. And it's like everything you experience in your life, no matter how shitty it is, it is an opportunity for your evolution as a human being to come back to the remembrance of who you truly are, that you're not a human being. You're just having a temporary human experience. And so it's been a a huge journey and many ego deaths with (laughs) really letting go of that world and knowing that like me being, does me being a part of Hollywood actually help the collective? No. And so I have to put my ego aside and go, I know that's what you want, but what does my heart really want? What does my soul really want? And when I tap into that, my soul's like, we're here for you to go in, for you to grow, for you to come back home to your power so you can help other people. And I know it because when I make certain videos, if I get one message, they're like, this helped me today. Like this, show me perspective. I've done my job. Like I want what I, I'm not here to spew knowledge. I'm here to literally become the wisdom that like integrate it and embody it so that other people, it can help them in on their journey. Cause at this, you know, Ram Dass says is amazing quote, we're all walking each other home. And this is not about like, how much can I be this? Can it know? It's like, how can I assist in your journey as I go through mine? And I think that's always like the the most beautiful part of it too. And I've I've seen that in my life as well. When you feel mm-hmm. you like getting the, oh, it's so weird. Validation isn't the right word, but almost getting validated by helping people. It's almost like yeah. this communal energy as opposed to getting validated by a number of views or number of likes. And even as you're talking there, like I know even as I create content, it's like there's a, it, it's weird. It's weird because there's this. I, I still can't tell. I, I think I know sometimes it's ego and sometimes it's like yeah. genuine soul of like wanting to help people. It's like, yep. well, if I get a million views on this, then that means that I helped a million people. And I, mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell that it comes from the ego as opposed to like yeah. this place of like, no, 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 it doesn't like, I always, uh, this is something I have to constantly remind myself is like, as long as it just gets 10 views, as long as it helped those 10 people, it was a successful, you know, piece of content that was created. And so whenever you're talking about this, like, you know, experiencing these emotions and realizing that you have that internal trigger within you, mm. you said you open your heart. And mm-hmm. this is something I've heard people say before. It's not like we can like start doing surgery and like open up our chest cavity to go in and open it. So uh, what do you mean whenever you're saying that we need to open our heart? Yeah. So um, what they don't teach you out in the world is really connecting with your heart center, right? Because if everybody really truly knew what that meant, we'd all be powerful beings, we'd all be alchemizing constantly. And then we wouldn't be controlled, we wouldn't be in fear, we wouldn't be in the hands of whoever is, you know, the, what do you call them, the elites, whatever you want to call them, right? And so I remember the first time that my mentor was teaching us what it means to connect with the heart chakra, right? Because we are taught that the brain, the mind is the center. And in reality, our hearts are the center of our beingness and our, the heart chakra is the frequency of unconditional love. So when we truly connect to our heart center, we're connecting with our soul and we're, we're so caught up and stuck in our minds 
most people can't get out of here, which means they're disconnected from their divine beingness. And being connected to your divinity is learning how to really connect with your heart chakra and learning how to open it. And the first time I started doing this work, all I felt was pain. All I felt was like resistance and I still, resistance still comes up for me. So we call these things programs. So there are um, whatever you experience, fear, trauma, sadness, grief, whatever is in there when you drop into your heart space, like that's you beginning to connect and your heart letting you know, like there's pain around here that we need to process. There's a lot of unhealed things here that we need to feel. And so the journey that I've had with my heart connection has been wild because in the beginning, my mind would tell me things like, you're not really connecting. You're not feeling anything until I realized like the moment I come into silence to stillness. And it's not about visualizing. It's literally an energetic experience of what it means to breathe and what it means to just connect with this air space right here. A lot of people who teach connecting to the heart is like literally put one hand where your heart is right here and just okay. feel into just the sensation of your hand right in the middle of your chest and just start taking deep breaths and really feeling not in your mind, of really feeling yourself beginning to connect with the center of the center of the center of the center of your heart. And the more you do this, whatever starts coming up as a result of it is what is asking for you in this moment. So sometimes when I'm dropping in, like right now, I can feel nerves, I can feel anxiety, right? And that's what's asking for me to just open my heart and bring unconditional love to. It is through your heart chakra where alchemy truly happens. We live in a world where we're taught to suppress, we repress, we distract, and we avoid everything, right? everything. Nobody actually teaches us and tells us, feel, feel your pain. I mean, I was telling you this right before I got on this podcast, like I've been on antidepressants for 19 years and I have been on every kind, on all kinds of doses because I was so messed up emotionally as a child. And then in my teenage years, I started having panic attacks, like nonstop panic attacks. It was, I was like blacking out in the streets. It was awful. And instead of someone sitting down with me and getting to the root cause of why I'm showing up in all of this anxiety, why I feel dread, why I want to die, why I'm having suicidal thoughts is here, take a pill. You have a chemical imbalance. And so my thing is, okay, I guess that's what it is. And so then for the next 19 years, every single time I'm going through a big cycle of depression or whatever, it was more dose. It was more, you need more, you need more, you need more. And it wasn't until I found this work where I realized, oh, I've been just afraid to feel everything that's in there, which is why most of us are powerless, why most of us are weak, why most of us live in fear, because we're afraid to feel what's in there. And actually the warrior's journey is go into the pain, dive into the pain, face the pain. And I realized the more and more I do that before it was like the boogeyman, right? I could not look at it. I did not want anything to do it. And now every time I face it, I learn how to literally open my heart chakra and go, I'm here to love you unconditionally. I'm not. And if, and I observed like what comes up, cause I'll like, I will fight. The programs will fight sometimes and they will resist <laughs> and they'll go, you down. don't, yeah, yeah, push it down. Don't do this. Why don't you go smoke weed? Why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do that? Even something as simple as like, so every morning, I've, so I've been off of these antidepressants now for four months and it's been like the lit. 
the lid on Pandora's box has been like popped open. And like every morning now I wake up in debilitating fear and anxiety. And every single morning I have a choice. I can literally go do everything that my mind is telling me, right? Like, why don't you go take a walk or like, why don't you even go to yoga, right? And all of these things of way for me not to feel the pain because those things Mm -hmm. are beautiful, but there's still ways to cope with what I'm feeling instead of allow yourself to feel every inch of this. So every morning I choose to literally open my heart and allow myself to feel all of the anxiety, all the fear, whatever's showing up that morning. And literally I can feel my inner child popping up too, because this fear has been with me since I was six. I used to have like, I couldn't sleep. I used to have like insomnia and I would shake as a child because I was afraid of everything. And that's that same fear that's now popping up because I'm not on antidepressants that's numbing it anymore. And so my job is being with my inner child and going, we're doing this together. I'm doing this right here with you. Keep opening your heart. Feel the light that is within you. Feel the truth of who you are. I know you're afraid. That's okay. I'm right here with you. Like literally just feel, just feel without judgment, without shaming, without anything, just allowing myself to feel. And I don't move until the peace really comes in. And what's so beautiful about the heart chakra is there are moments where I'll just get burst of like just love whatever the fuck's going on bursting within me and even though it's momentary i have this moment of fuck i'm doing it like i'm doing it (laughs) and it it doesn't mean that like it's always love and light no sometimes it is brutal and it is painful but will you stay and honor the pain because when you stay and you honor the pain you're honoring that little child that inner child that didn't process that pain at that certain age and when we go suppress and distract and drug and sex and drink or whatever even working out you are abandoning your inner child who's already abandoned over and over and over again and that's not an act of self love at all yeah you're almost saying that we need to like focus on that internal voice right and and it and a lot of the what I'm picking up from this is that a lot of the internal wounding that occurs would have been from zero to however old you are right seven, now. Mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, zero yeah, to seven was, is yeah. like when we're sponges. Yeah. And then, you know, of course traumas happen after that, but like zero to seven is like, like we're literally just these little beings that like need to be guided. And then we grow up with unhealed, everything. right. Unhealed unenlightened parents who have all of their stuff that they have not processed and inevitably it's going to get projected it's going to cause harm even if quote-unquote your parents did the best they could that's truth right they did but their best still caused damage because it's not like most of them were doing this intense inner work and healing right and even that i'm trying to think of this in terms because i have a a couple friends who also talk about like debilitating anxiety and it's kind of it's it's interesting because whenever I'm around them and they're, you know, you can, I can see, I can feel whenever they start to close down or close off and they're not exactly interacting with me the same way that they normally do. And I'm like, Oh, are you feeling it? They're like, yeah. And there's a level, first of all, of being like on the outside, not knowing what to do, but it sounds like in your mind, it's almost that they need to just like sit with that or just like open up to it or yeah, like almost appreciate it in a sense. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that kind of what you're getting at here? Yeah. So we have a step by step process on how we teach people how to do this. You know, every trigger you experience in your life, no matter how tiny it is, no matter how big it is, is an invitation to go into yourself. It is a literal gift that sucks. That is gifted to you from the universe going, hey, here's an aspect of you that needs healing, that needs your love, that needs your attention. And most of the time when we get triggered, we blame it on the other person. 
you know, like look at romantic relationships. People just show up constantly as their inner unprocessed child that has not processed any of the emotions. And then we blame our partner for everything, right? Instead of, wow, you just triggered me. Let me go into what this is bringing up within me, right? Mm -hmm. My boyfriend and I, like we, I know that he and I are here together as a couple to really create what it means to be in quote unquote conscious partnership. Because when something gets triggered within him and me, in the container of us. It's not a, why are you like this? And you should fix this and blah, blah, blah. It's, whoa, a lot of things just came up for me. I need to go spend time and I need to go really feel into what's coming up for me. And we, a lot of people do that with their minds. And it's about people think like, well, like how do I connect and blah, blah. It's feel the energy of what's being activated. That's the clue. And then get real curious about when was the first time you felt this? Who was the first person that made you feel like this? feel into the energy of it and it will blow your mind. And then your job is when you identify the inner child that's showing up whatever age, okay, it's time for you and the inner child to learn how to open your hearts and start to process and love. Because the frequency of unconditional love, when you bring that to the low frequency of shame, of guilt, of fear, it has no choice but to begin to transform because energy never dies. That's science. Energy doesn't just, just disappear. It can only be transformed to something else, right? My mentor always talks about like when you put an ice cube in a boiling hot pot of water, or let's just say there's no water and it's just like a hot pot, right? It's not going to disappear. It'll turn into steam, right? It'll turn into water. It, the energy transforms. So why can't we do that with our emotions? Emotions are energy in motion. All of our thoughts, the things that run through it, they're all energies. So when you bring the frequency of unconditional love, think about how high that is to something so low and icky like shame. It's got no other choice but to begin to heal, to begin to transform. That's what true alchemy is. And when you're talking about this alchemy and transformation, it it makes a lot of sense. And and you're you're projecting it in a way that okay, we're pure love, but then through scarring that yeah. has this way to warp love, the energy of love, into different emotions, whatever mm -hmm. it is: anxiety, pain, neglect. You know, feeling invalidated, feeling yeah. small. And so then, you know, our goal as becoming through our process of awakening or finding ourselves back to that divinity, escaping from the, the hell that we have here on earth is to kind of reverse that process. Mm. So whenever you find yourself in these moments of examining, I mean, because especially the way that you're projecting it, right, sitting on your bed, feeling this anxiety every single morning, mm -hmm. debilitating anxiety, it sounds like. Yeah. And you're feeling through it to feel that transmutation into love. I can only assume that you're feeling some sort of magnitude overload of energy once you're like moving through that. Is that like, is that like fair? Like, are you almost like bursting with energy after you allow all of those negative frequencies to come through? The, what I feel after I'll move through like a really heavy morning is I just feel like, you know how they always say like, feel gratitude. And it's like, it's such bullshit. It's like, how are you going <laughs> to force someone to feel the frequency of gratitude? If what they're feeling is nothing that has to do with gratitude, you have to honor what's blocking you from organically feeling quote unquote gratitude. But it is when I spend time with myself and open my heart to this pain every single morning, what I feel when I get out of it is good on you, girl. Like I can feel 
moments of my power. I can feel moments of the real me coming back online. And it is so powerful. And that's the thing that keeps pushing me to constantly show up for myself every single day, no matter what's coming up for me. Because right now in my life, it's all day. It's like my boyfriend looks at me. He's like, man, you're just in it. I'm like, I'm in it. And I chose this because I am powerful enough to feel everything that is in there. And I'm no longer going to live in fear anymore. Like I've, they've put me on pills for 19 years and no one's told me just feel and process what's coming up for you. And it is sim- so simple, but it is difficult and it is brutal because we, we don't get taught any of this. And we're so afraid to feel pain. We're so afraid of it. When in reality, your power is in the pain. Mm-hmm. That's true yeah. healing. Mm-hmm. And how does this, at some level, how does this kind of relate back? Well, in, in terms of like where you kind of came through with Hollywood and whatnot. Yeah. Is there an absence of any of this ideology of any spirituality? Does, is there people who have kind of hinted that in like your path kind of moving through, um, I think it was like MTV, TRL, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like did anyone ever hint at these kind of things or was it kind of just like never talked about and very more ingrained in the, let's say physical clout fame kind of person? Oh yeah. I've never in my 15 plus years have never hit any of that at, at all. I had no, I used to literally think all that stuff is like woohoo. And like, those people are crazy. You know, like people talk about like energy and manifestation. All that stuff. I'll be like, y'all are nuts, right? Like no <laughs> idea. And then having an awakening after spending time and like what I truly thought, I truly thought the greatest thing you can achieve in this life on earth, right? Is fame, money, clout. Mm. So that's what I chased. And I got real sick along the way. I got real emotionally sick. I lost myself. I really lost myself in the sauce. And then it truly wasn't until I was like, oh, there is much more than that. And and in reality, that's the bottom of the barrel, sis. Like there are mountains to climb. And when you get to the top, it will. we are infinite beings. We will never stop evolving, but that's a choice, right? Because part of the human experience is free will choice. You can choose to keep cycling and you can keep coming back and learning the same lessons and then not learning and come back and come back and come back. Or you can achieve what your soul wants you to, to achieve in this life to get to the next level, whatever that may look like. And I'm not attached to any of that. What I want for myself in this life truly is mental and emotional freedom. Like my goals have drastically shifted. I am tired of being in pain. I'm tired. And it's not that pain is always going to be here. It's part of the human experience, but I'm tired of the suffering. I've suffered for so long and I'm done with that. I want to wake up one morning going, wow, I am so powerful that whatever comes my way, I have everything within me to conquer it all, no matter what it is, no matter grief, no matter terror, fear, whatever. Like I have everything that I need to go into all of it. And that's why I show up for myself time and time and time again. That's, I mean, it's beautiful. Right. And, and, and I guess then this kind of leads me to like, what was that? Was that, was that video that live you did? Is that, was that the catalyst of your spiritual awakening that kind of had the, the flick no. that started it or did this happen somewhere else? Yeah. So I, um, so like I said, I've been an on-camera host for a long time and then I was living in New York for 11 years and then I got a contract to host like this really big show in Los Angeles so I was like, that's it. I was like, it's time for me to be a star in LA. 
And so I packed up my boyfriend and my dog and I drove cross country and I moved to LA and I started hitting me like, if I don't make it here, if I don't become a star, then everyone will think and know that I'm a failure and there's no room for that. And so for the first few months, the show that I was going to start hosting went really quiet. My manager started getting really silent. There weren't auditions coming through. There wasn't work coming through. I wasn't booking anything. And that's when I was hitting rock bottom every day. And like, I've always hit rock bottom, like over and over and over again. Right. But in New York, I had, I had done pretty good in my career. And like, I always had a lot of connections, but now I was in a new city where I didn't know anybody and nothing was Mm. coming through. And there was one day where I was just, I was on the floor. Like I was so depressed. I didn't know what to do. And I just heard the calling, like, it's time to understand Ellie, like what's going on within you, because this is not okay. And so I just got the hit to reach out to an old friend. And she was like, you should try inner child work. And I was like, what's that? And in 2019, I started the inner child work and I realized, oh, I'm extremely fucked up. I have no self-worth. I have no idea what it means to love myself. I guess we're starting from zero. And as I started that, like one day I just started seeing like, I couldn't stop seeing 1111 that I, th- I literally thought I was going crazy. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't, I didn't grow up with spiritual friends. Like I grew up f- with friends from like the mm. church and like, nobody's like talking about spirituality or like angel numbers or anything. So I Googled it and I literally Googled I'm seeing 1111 everywhere. Am I crazy? Literally. And it said angel numbers. I went, what the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, I'm like spiritually awakening. And thus began my journey. I never had plans to become a spiritual person. I truly believe that when you start the inner work, you're connecting back to divinity. And so it inevitably, quote unquote, becomes a spiritual journey, whatever that means and looks like for you. And that's when I started like really awakening. And then I started like, like finding out like the fifth dimension and like what all of this is. And like, I've always been obsessed with like fantasy and like Harry Potter and like Lord of the Rings and all this stuff. And I'd be like, imagine. And like, when that started getting revealed to me of like (laughs) what this great awakening was and what was going on, my mind was blown and I just went all in, all in. And it's been all That's in awesome. for the last four years. Yeah. Wow. So that was it. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And so, yeah, I mean, especially, especially with like those angel numbers, they can be pretty crazy. And I've, <laughs> I've kind of noticed in my life that it seems like they will like change. Like sometimes it seems like they come in. Sometimes they like seem like they yeah. leave. Like, yeah. Have you noticed that they like will sometimes oh, yeah. be stronger or sometimes be weaker? Yeah. And I, and I, truly believe it's like they're just sending you a message for that time you know this time in my life right now for the past seven months has been nine 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 like incessantly and i knew when it first started coming i knew intuitively it's time to get off my antidepressants because nine 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 is all about death and rebirth and i knew like Mm. i'm ready to be rebirthed again and it's time for me to really get off these things so january 23rd of this year i was like i'm done and i threw them out and it's been four months of this and nine, nine and nine, nine still show up incessantly for me because that's the communication that's coming to me in this time right now is like, keep dying, sis, and keep rebirthing. And it's like, <laughs> all right, I surrender. I'm honoring all of it. Metaphorically, metaphorically, yes. not literally. Yeah. Guys, just so yeah. We're all. The yeah, same yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. What about you? What I was mean, your it, awakening? It definitely... Oh, mine was related to a girl. Oh, that's a lot of it comes in that form, too. Yeah. What was it? A a big breakup? Um, 
kind of not real well in a weird way yes mm-hmm. we had this relationship that was just pure bliss like everything was amazing it was about a month and a half in and like time just like kind of flew like if i wanted to do something i would just like ask like not expecting her to want to do it either like yeah. kind of like hey this is crazy but do you want to do this and she'd be like oh yeah i was like just thinking of that like this real weird like deep connection Mm. and it didn't make sense to me but then like a month and a half in she basically asked me like what are we like are we boyfriend and girlfriend very typical answer yeah or question very valid and for some reason my mind just started spiraling like my logical mind kicked in it was very much like i don't know how to process this kind of deal which was super bizarre and you know, over the course of like the next month, like that relationship started like fizzling out essentially. Mm-hmm. It just basically died off. And and then I met this this friend of a friend who was a psilocybin therapist. Sure. So I did some like magic mushrooms and I was like, hey, like, you know, everything was perfect with this girl and then it just disappeared. So like mm-hmm. what what's going on here? Why'd this happen? I'm trying to figure that out. And I didn't even know she did psilocybin therapy when I started talking to her. And then she kind of like slowly was like, oh, yeah, it's psilocybin therapy because she didn't really want that to be associated with her because it's still not technically legal in certain areas. And so I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm down to try. Like I've done shrooms recreationally. I might as well actually see if these have like medical purposes as opposed to, you know, purely enjoying them for just tripping balls. Yeah. And so that whole process, long story, incredible story, really fascinating. But the highlight of it was that there was like this unprocessed sexual trauma from my childhood that beautiful, I, yeah. that I, I, I knew about, but it was like the mind was kind of just like, oh, that happened. That was wrong. But like, it's fine. Yep. We'll just leave yep. that in the past. As the mind and, does. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of got to this point where I was like, okay, this is fucking crazy like the fact that this is linked to like what i'm experiencing today i I think that really shifted my mind of like how how could this like thing that happened whenever i was like five or six or whatever it was still be influencing me today and that really like got my wheels turning and started just like just going down all the rabbit holes like what okay what else what other traumas here and like, like what else are we doing and and then that just started really quickly evolving. And then I mm-hmm. like quit my corporate job as a software engineer, traveled the world, started this podcast. And that was kind of like, you know, where the whole ball started rolling from there. Wow. Beautiful. Crazy. crazy. So yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, but it's crazy. It's like, I always say like, people don't understand this journey until you've embarked on it on your own. It is, you can't describe it to someone who hasn't gone on it yet. And I mean, and that's the crazy thing, right? Is like a part of this podcast is like to try to help people. Sure. Yeah. Give them the nuggets to start that on their journey. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great point you bring up that it's like, you can't, you know, it's one of those things like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that's it. You know, there's, I I, I get it. Like, look, I, I get it. It can be scary, but you know, looking back on it, it's, it's really kind of, cool to experience all those different emotions like, yeah. like i remember after that psilocybin session i went home <laughs> i went home and i was like kind of like on the remnants of still tripping a little bit but like yeah. pretty much done 
And I remember like looking at the walls and like, you know, I'm in my, my essentially the uh, dark night of the soul of myself. I remember looking at the walls being like, okay, I know this wall is white, but like, how do I know that it's white? Mm. Like, how do I know for sure that this wall is like white? And like, just because that was like the, the mindset you're in. You're like, I don't know what is like me and what's not me. And like, what, like, how do I even operate a little bit in this world now, knowing that everything that's ever occurred has like led me up to this moment and I'm making decisions from all that. Yeah. 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 Consciousness is crazy. Like when you start really like awake, you're like, oh my God, this is just the beginning. But yeah, Yeah. those moments, powerful, beautiful story. Yeah. I mean, and even, even just to this day, like there's that, that piece that's like, oh, like this is, you know, this is the buildup. And then it's like, you know, you're here and it, it keeps like you keep feeling like you hit another plateau, but then there's always just like another little thing on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's like there's always something more to learn, always something more to yeah. experience, always something more yeah. to dive into. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. The evolution of you truly is it's infinite, infinite. You just choose how far you want to go. <sighs> I mean, and that's, <laughs> and that's kind of the thing like that I've been looking at. And I think this is a great kind of parallel with your story. Mm-hmm. which is that necessity for connecting fully with, you know, what I call God. Well, and maybe this is something we could break apart, which is the concept of God, like how you envision that now, but like that core concept of like really dissecting, like, am I doing this? Like just any action I ever do. Am I doing this for short-term pleasure? Am I doing this for the ego? Am I doing this for my worldly existence? Or am I doing this like for my soul? Am I doing this Mm -hmm. to get to the next level of being? Am I doing this out of pure love for another person? And I think that's really kind of like the two buckets I'm starting to like view the world in and really trying to, I mean, in a weird way, escape from this, like the physical world of even just like wanting anything physically, whether it's money, whether it's like a girl, whether it's uh fame recognition anything like and there's a piece of me especially being on a podcast that's like do i need to like quit this pot this is really interesting because i'm always like okay like you know god if i'm supposed to quit this podcast like i'll do it i'll fucking do it if that's like what i'm supposed to do but every single time i say that and even as i'm saying it now there's a voice that comes in is like don't fucking do it it's like no (laughs) it's like no that's that's not your ego there i'm like okay fine but like it's on the table if i have to and it's like Beautiful. So it's an interesting, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting dilemma of having to match those like, okay, are you doing this for the ego? Or are you doing this for the soul? And yeah. I kind of want to bring this back too to like the original, the question I had in between there, right? Of, yeah. of like, what do you say whenever we say God? Cause I had a YouTube video I posted um, talking about like aliens and stuff and, and in it. And usually what I say is like, you know, God or source or the eternal energy or universal energy. And someone in it kind of commented like, Hey, like, you know, if you mean God, make sure you say God because it's kind of disrespectful to not say God. And I'm sitting there like, that's not exactly kind of how it how it is, right? Like, there's a lot of people. I know some people keep their names out of it, but they are like they don't. You know, God seems to me to have been perversed by the yeah. dogmatic belief systems, where it's like, all right, yeah. there's a guy sitting in a chair up in the sky, yeah. and it's like. Okay, right. that's not the God I'm talking about. He's a piece right. of the God I'm talking about, yeah. but that's not the God I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so like, what's your history or your understanding with the word God for yourself? Man, it's so, you know, I just, I've been through so much religious bullshit that 
I was so confused for so long. And now I just see and understand that we are all God. Like we are all a part of whatever God means to you. And like to think like our human brains cannot, it's, they're so tiny. They cannot grasp truly what it means, what God really means. Right. But what I come down to is like, Every like I look at ants differently now. Like I literally look at mm. every single thing that is alive as you are me and I am you. We are part of the same thing. We come from the same thing. Like this is what it means to be in oneness. Oneness with all. Oneness doesn't mean just with other human beings. It's with the little beetle that's like crossing the street. You know, it's literally with every leaf on every plant. Like it's so funny now, like the more I heal, like the more sensitive I get to everything. Like when I see people like even ripping a lemon from a tree, I like a part of me hurts. And I'm like, did you honor that lemon? Did you ask that lemon? Like, is it like, <laughs> is it okay if I do this? Because what people don't understand and know is like, these are all sentient beings that are alive they are alive you know like you ever have people you know you listen to like mushrooms now and like people listen to like plants and things like that because they're all no. alive Do you see like mushroom because- music have you looked at yes up it's crazy yeah. Ooh, that it's crazy me. yeah and it's like i just want to do my best to constantly honor everything as much as i can like everything because everything is me and i am everything and so that it, that's truly what god means to me mm. Mm-hmm. yeah and see and, and so like that's kind of where it's interesting because i'm like yeah like that's what god is and then people are like well it's like universal energy like i believe that there is an energy because that's where it gets weird is when people are like well i believe that there's an energy that exists in everything and it's like but i don't believe in god and it's like that's kind of where i'm at it's like uh, be right. you, but you're saying yeah. you don't it's like it's kind of weird and you're right and like the word god has been tainted you know, so everyone has their set of beliefs or notions or whatever of what God means. And it's just been that three letter word has been destroyed. So like in such like awful ways. And so like for me too, like I just use universe source and like, yeah, God, like I'm not attached to it. You know what I mean? Because like it's I see like what where I was before and like how the like the dogma. It's just so, it's so crazy. I remember when I first had my awakening, my friend from church who I was really close with, she's like, so let me ask you a question. Right. And I was like, okay. She goes, so you're telling me Jesus isn't number one to you. And I was like, Jesus is me. I am Jesus. You are Jesus. We are Jesus. We are one. And she was like, I can't accept that. And that's fine. And that's okay. But that's separation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's literally like idol worshiping. That's putting people on a pedestal it's saying that at what what i taught what i got what i learned from christianity is we are unworthy you know like i even went to catholic school for six years and like even catholicism teaches you you can't go through god until you talk to the priest it's this constant like separation it's not oneness and this is what keeps us in this lower state of we are not worthy and like how can we and blah blah it's like find your power within because when you find your power within you'll realize we are one, like literally we are all connected. We all come from the same place and that's what will unite humanity. But until we people awaken to that individually, like it's not going to happen like on a collective scale, you know, the change, the, you know, the quote, the change you want to be the change you want to see. And I used to be like, what does that mean? Right. And it's like (laughs) on the journey now, I'm like, oh, the change begins within me. Because the more that I light up, the more I ignite, the more I come back to love, 
that inevitably creates a ripple effect, whether it's through social media, whether it's with your animals that live in your home, whether it's with your partner, your best friend, your neighbor, whatever it may be, your light will affect and ignite other people's light. You know, I, I went to this party once, um, like seven months ago when I was really diving into the work and this guy came up to me, he was like, Hey, I'm gay. And I was like, okay. And he was like, so I'm not hitting on you. I was like, okay, great. Right. And he's like, I just want to let you know. He's like, my light sees your light. He's like, when you walked in, he's like, I could just feel your energy. He's like, I could feel your essence. I could feel the love within you. And I'll, and, and we just connected in this way where the love that he was feeling in within me was the love that was within him. And it was this moment where two strangers in this moment of time connected in the remembrance that you and I, we're the same. Whoa. It's giving me chills talking about it. Yeah. How far were you on your spiritual journey when this happened? I was, I was three and I was three years in and I started, I was like probably like three months into really doing like deep diving into myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah. That's whenever it gets powerful. That's whenever yes. it gets powerful. You're like, wait, you, you see that too? Like, yeah, right. like this isn't just me. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. And clean. I'm sure too, like you can feel people, you know what I mean? Like, the more like we go in, like the more I can feel people, like anybody that I meet, I can read into like subtle energy, subtle shifts, subtle like nuances and innuendos. And it's, I'm only becoming more acutely aware of that because I, I'm so aware of it within myself constantly, you know, yeah, I was, uh, I was always kind of good at that, but I was always sitting in my logical mind and, and to your point, like kind of whenever I started getting better at discerning that energy it, there was like a little trip up I had where it started like me thinking that it was actually me feeling that way as opposed to me interpreting them feeling that way. Yes. So like, beautiful. That took me a second to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, so that's beautiful. And like, it's about, are you feel like I call them programs, right? So like the, the other day I met this girl and I was like, something's weird about her. And then I like really tapped into it and I was like, oh, you're running a program right now. Like Ellie, you're judging her right now. That's your shit. Like mm. that's got nothing to do with her, but because people aren't aware of that, we project that onto others. Right. So I had to become acutely aware of like what you're feeling right now is your program that you're judging her right now. So you need to go in and like really love that that's coming up for you. And then as you love that and you are aware of it now feel into her. And I realized like, as soon as I was aware of that program, like I could see her for who she was and what I was feeling with my shit. Yeah, this is yeah. This is reminding me, <laughs> this is reminding me of a, a, not too recent. It was a couple of months ago, but uh, there's a kid who um, I want to kind of keep it obscure because I yeah. don't really want to. We'll say a um, well, there's an athletically gifted kid who yeah. I spent I have spent time around at some point in the past. I'm trying to make this obscure as possible, yeah. and uh, it was interesting because he's you know very athletically gifted, but. He's younger, right? So under the age of 20. Meanwhile, I'm like 29. And, you know, he has gotten a lot of praise from the community and telling him how good he is. And I remember, like, you know, because I kind of always say hi to him. I was like, wait, what's up? But he's very, like, kind of closed and, like, you know, closed down. And I remember after a couple times, like, he, like, either didn't high five me or something. And I remember, like, it kind of triggered me like thinking like, Oh fuck this kid. Like who does he think he is? Like he's young. He doesn't fucking get it. And then I realized like, Holy shit. I was like, whenever I was younger, like I was just like projecting this air of 
like I would shut down to like project this air of confidence, uh, but it's like Beautiful. coming from a place of insecurity. Yeah. Once I realized that, I was like, oh shit. I was like, yes. I was like, he just, he's kind of still in that insecure, like not understanding phase. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh shit. Like I need to actually go out of my way to like almost like egg him to like talk to me more. I was like, mm. I was like, oh gosh, like fuck. Like, so it was like that, that was a mind blowing experience on its own. Yeah. Rights. And that's what it is. They trigger you and most people who are not willing to feel what it brings up within them. They go, oh, he's a piece of shit. He doesn't say, he Mm. doesn't acknowledge me. Fuck him. And it's like, take responsibility and feel into what it's bringing up within you because that's your shit's got nothing to do with him. And that's the gift of every single trigger. Yeah. And it's, it's really amazing how you can see it just like in different people and like yeah. different things. And, yep. and even I, I, this was even a, a kind of another one that came up recently, which was, um, you know, like we're talking about gods and everything. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I remember seeing like a super attractive girl, like kind of walked mm-hmm. by and she was with another guy who was, you know, I was being judgmental of course. And like thinking to myself, like, oh, she could do better, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, within that trigger, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, well, wait a second. Like, as soon as I thought it, as soon as I thought it, I then thought like, wait, God's in everything. So he's in her, but he's in him, but he's in this, he's in that, it's in that, whatever you want to use. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I was like, wait, I was like this beauty, like I'm, I'm again diving into that egoic beauty. And I remember like kind of just like having this mantra that I brought up, like, you know, God, show me your, show me this beauty and everything. Like, like mm-hmm. h- open my eyes to the fact that like this beauty that I am personifying in this woman who it's probably like culturally or egoically or materially, she's beautiful, like objectively beautiful, mm-hmm. like yeah. that exists in everything and everyone. So open my eyes, like, like grant me that access to see that in everything. And mm-hmm. that was kind of, that was a real powerful thing of anytime I catch myself being judgmental, it's like, no, show me the beauty in this thing, that person, this aunt this uh cup whatever it is yeah beautiful yeah and for me like listen the program of judgment is deep within me and every time i judge somebody like i'll tell you someone recently there's this um woman that's in a lot of classes that i take and every time she gets off mute and she speaks i i can feel my energy shift and i go straight into oh here she goes again like what the fuck is she gonna say now like she sounds so dumb and all this stuff and the last time i did it i was like ellie go into that so i started really feeling into the judgment and i realized the program of judgment is very linked to superiority you know i make her inferior by acting superior like you're less than me i would never do that like like i'm better than you like look at you and that's not love right And then when I go deeper into that, I realize like it comes from one of my parents, like my parent, one of my parents would judge everybody. And like, I would just watch that constantly. And what it really shows is how insecure I am and how this parent was. Mm -hmm. And so they have to make people less than them so that it makes them feel better. When in reality, the powerful thing to do is where are you showing up small Ellie and where do you need love? So that every single time someone comes up and the program judgment comes in, you can open your heart and you can love that. Right. And I also realized too, this woman triggered me so much because I felt like she was two faced. 
you know, she like when she would go off Zoom, she'd like act like she was like all this and that. And then I, I could feel like that's not really the real you. And then what it was also showing me was like, this is how I viewed one of my parents. Like my parent, one of my parents like would show up in the world as someone different, but then behind closed doors, they were someone else. And so there's all these different layers and angles as to what this trigger really brought to me and made me see. And so like when I'm running judgment, I'm like, that is not love, Ellie. And that's where you are lacking. So go into that because how I want to show up in the world is no matter what and how people show up, I just want to love them. Like literally, but I'm not by my mind and trying to convince myself, like truly feeling into the energy of unconditional love for exactly where they are, knowing that I've healed that program. And I don't run it anymore because I don't want to, I don't want to participate in the collective hate anymore, in the collective judgment anymore. And like, for me, it showed like, I treat them inferior because really I feel inferior. Do you feel like that was cultivated at all in Hollywood? Like, what do you think that Hollywood amplified that at all of, of like, uh, kind of the judgment and like the, the personification of that energy right there that you're describing? I have experienced many celebrities. I have been in rooms with many celebrities and it's so fascinating to reflect back on now, like what was going on energetically, right? Like I remember there was like this one huge star coming in and the way that everyone on my team reacted was as if Jesus himself was like walking into the room and we were going to get to spend time with someone that was fully deep. Like it was (laughs) insane. Right. And this person walks in and everything this person wanted was a yes. It was a yes, whatever you need. Yes, whatever, whatever. And it was now I can feel energetically. We all went into inferiority because we placed this person on a pedestal. So, of course, this person is all in their ego and superiority. And then we go into the energy of we are less than you. Right. And that's what keeps us like in these cycles of sickness, like all idol worshiping and things like that is a reflection of like what's really going on within us. Like I used to be one of those people like, like I would get emotional if I met like, like my favorite singer or whatever. And I was like, what's going on there? You know, because that's Mm -hmm. another way where it keeps us in separation. Yeah. And then you won't. And then this is kind of interesting because this is going to tie back to your story right here. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever you place that idol worshiping on someone and they make one little misstep, that's whenever like then your whole identity crumbles because you've placed so much of your energy, so much of your validation, so much of your love, internal, yeah, just everything into this Mm -hmm. person. And then they're, they're like, oh, why, why can people sit outside in restaurants and not sit inside? And then your entire world shatters because now that person is no longer talking how you talk. They're not right. thinking how you think. And that yeah. that just sends you into your own little spiral that you can't even you can't even articulate, let alone think about. And then the next reaction is just to snap back at that person who casted that wound. Yeah, exactly. Like the question we constantly have to ask ourselves, and this is for all your listeners, when you're triggered, what is it showing up for you? What is it showing within you that truly needs your stillness, that needs your presence, that needs your surrender, that needs your love? Truly, truly. Like, you know, I, I made this video that like did really well on Instagram and it was all about me getting off my antidepressants and all the comments were really great. And then there's one woman, she was like, you're so annoying. You're so this and you're so that. And my first reaction, like, listen, like I'm mostly fire on my birth chart. Like I'm a New Yorker. Like I, you know, like I've got the Korean spice in me. Energy. Yeah. 
I have like Korean spice in me. My mom like would always like, she would always like defend herself. And so like, I grew up watching that. And so one of the things that I'm constantly working on is like my, I can go from zero to a hundred real quick. Like I can blow up real quick. And like, it showed up in like all of my years of like being literally on like New York subways and stuff. Like if you looked at me wrong, if you like, go like pat, like I would just blow and I would just go like full hate, full anger, full defensiveness. And so this woman that was popping on my Instagram, the first thing I did was defend myself. And I was like, Mm. what are you doing right now, Ellie? Like this person's a gift for you to see that you're still showing up like this, that you're still doing this, go into that. And then eventually I was like, I deleted it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, you're so entitled to whatever you want to think. Thank you for showing something within me that literally I need to really go into because I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't. It's not powerful you know? And like, I'm here to come back to the power. Like we're all magical, powerful beings. We just forgot. And we have a lot of wounding that covers it and societal, you know, shit, but you know, (laughs) there's a lot of different elements that contribute. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even the, even the comments thing, I mean, like, you know, there's a piece of me that like commemorates you on going and messaging all those people in your Instagram comments. Cause like, Mm that's a whole nother beast. I mean, I know, you know, whenever some of my stuff's gone viral, the first thing I had that went viral on TikTok ended up getting like 4 million views or something. And wow, that, but that shit sent me into a depression for like for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of days where like, I could not do anything because you're reading these very judgmental, you know, it, it's, it's probably a combination of what we're talking about here. It's a combination of a, right. The surface level of, people actually saying mean things to me and me internalizing it, thinking that this person knows me from a 30 second clip of me. But then even second, right They're they're sending that negative energy towards me on some sort of etheric or astral level. Yeah. That's then Mm -hmm. like actually, you know, and this is before any of like the quote unquote energy work or, you know, grounding that I was kind of more so doing. And and I think whenever that starts finding its way towards you, you're like, whoa, like I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to deal with it. And then even more so to your point, I can still feel that energy, I think, still come up. Like anytime yeah. I start getting certain comments, like I can feel it before I even read it. Like I start feeling that trigger. I start feeling that yeah. like resistance. Like I don't want to like, even just before this, I got a couple comments on like one of my YouTube videos and I almost didn't click them because I was like, oh, you're about to talk to Ellie. Like this might put, this is going to put you in a bad state of mind. And it's like, okay, no, I'm just going to go into it. I'm going to like relax. I'm going to breathe through it and like just process it and just have an open dialogue with it. And it's just still difficult. It's not, it's yeah. not easy as people want, want to think. Yeah. Because it brings up what's in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's stirring up the things that you don't want to feel because it is uncomfortable. And so like, you know, it's so funny. So, um, I do, I do my mentor social media and she did a post recently that I knew was going to rev people up. Right. Mm. And the commenters started coming and I started bugging out. Like I started like literally like hyperventilating and I was like, I need to tell her she needs to know. And my boyfriend looks at me and he goes, go into what is bringing up within you. He's like, go into and feel what is coming up for you. And when I really went into it, I realized it's still like 
this insecurity. I still want people to really like me. I still want people to love me. And like, if they don't like me, then it must mean A, B, and C, right? So it was just showing me still this wound, right? This energetic wound that I still carry that's being activated by these commenters. And what, when I told my mentor, her response to me is, let them say what they want to say. And I realized it's because she's healed all of that stuff, right? That none of that triggers her anymore. So then I'm like, holy shit, it's just an opportunity <laughs> for me to feel and honor what is coming up within me to find my power in all of this and not by my mind, but by allowing myself to feel how uncomfortable it is when people are hating, when people are saying nasty things, when people are being mean, like, you don't know me. And that's, it's like, it's nothing to do with that. Don't get, don't let your mind get caught up in the details. It's what is coming up within you and what needs your love right now. It's almost, it almost feels like a form of like a exposure therapy or something like that. Like <laughs> purposely exposing yourself to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Most people Clayton would go, I, I would never post anything. So I don't want to deal with that stuff. And it's like, okay, but that's not a powerful thing to do. The powerful thing is I'm probably going to get heat for this, but man, whatever it brings up with me, I'll go into it. Like that's power. You know, mm. instead of let me shy away from it. And I've done that where like, I'll post something up and two people will write something negative. I'll go delete it. And then I have to reflect on why did you go delete that, Ellie? Mm. What was that all about? And then that's an opportunity for me to go into and feel what's coming up for What me. are you doing, Ellie? Come on, Ellie. <laughs> what's little Ellie worried about here? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, all right. It. Just yeah, internet yeah. trolls. Don't worry. Yeah, just say, don't worry. Feel the that. monster in the yeah. clone. It's turned into internet trolls. <laughs> right. That's a good point. I mean, I think even I can see that like my own content and I can tell that whenever something goes really ridiculously viral, I have a tendency to drop off of posting. And I think there's, there's something there to what you're saying where I'm probably still have some wounding with whatever it is, validation or everybody liking me where it's like, I can't find that you know, that ground, if you will, to just consistently do it every week. And mm-hmm. I've gone a couple of weeks without posting and it's like, well, I mean, you know, you're not getting your message out there. You're stunning your voice because you're afraid of what people are going to say. So are you, really, yes. you know, what's the reason you're really doing it? Are you really yeah. doing it because you want to help people or are you just afraid that, are you actually doing it so that people like you? It's like, yes, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, oh. exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> And it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to feel that. That's why there's so many coping mechanisms. That's why we run away. That's why we do all of these things to distract ourselves because we don't want to feel all of that stuff. I mean, that's like comes back to all the pleasurable vices from alcohol to drugs to sex to, you know, pursuing money to watching YouTube videos. It's like, it's all, Mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah. That's the, that's the difficult part, right? Is, and this has been the weird part is like, like I like I'm consciously aware that like nothing in this physical plane of existence is going to do it for me, right? Like mm-hmm. everything that you almost at some level everything you pursue in this physical dimension is going to wear off. The the joy that comes with it is going to wear off at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to start pursuing something greater than this physical dimension and and even just having that conscious awareness like there's still pieces of me that's like ah, I got to get ice cream today. Like I'm gonna have three ice cream cones today and not not give a shit. Like, oh yeah, feel shit and like it's like, oh damn it! Like I shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah, you know, God and then you go into the guilt and the shame. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. God, come on, like help me just release all these egoic, 
egoic desires, if you will. That seems like the best way to phrase it. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's just these egoic desires that if you just find a way to stop pursuing them and learn how to pursue something that's like greater than your life or even these individual pleasures, that's where the kingdom of heaven is. Mm. Yeah. And like, you know, something that I've realized is like, even like releasing things, right? Shit always comes back. Like, I always like wonder, like, I'm releasing the shit out of everything. And why is it like still coming back in all these different kinds of ways? And it's like, well, just because you release the energy doesn't mean that it's healed. Right. So Mm -hmm. it will come back if you haven't actually transformed it. And so like with me too, like I've been on a journey with food, my guy, like literally like (laughs) give me all the cakes, give me all the cupcakes, give me the soft serve. Because every time I feel something that I don't want to feel, let me go get a donut because that literally will make me feel better. And then I spiral into why'd you do that, Ellie? What were you trying to avoid? What are you trying to escape from? Why are you distracting yourself? Why are you emotionally eating? You know, and it's like, fuck. And then it's 10 times worse after you do it instead of go into it before you go and make the the behavior of the avoidance and the escapism or whatever it is. Well, and it, it it's a part of the experience too, to learn from it. Yeah. Oh, for ahead. sure. And and I yeah. think there's probably something there with like the intention that you're going into this thing with, right? Is it the unconscious programming of, okay, I feel like shit I'm going to eat. Or are you like, right. no, nah, I've been fucking killing it. Like I've been <laughs> on point all week. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking praising God. Everything I do, life is good. Jesus is yeah. right beside me. I'm going to yeah. eat this cake because I'm a fucking yeah. badass. Like, right. What's the that, energy behind it? Yeah. There has to be some sort of transmutation that occurs or like it affects you just differently. Like, okay, I know this is going to hurt after the fact, but I'm doing it because like I feel good or maybe it won't hurt because you're coming from that high energy. You're not just doing it to suffocate emotion down. Yeah. That's why we got to like real true discernment of like, what is the energy that's creating this? Like the other day I went to soft storage, not because I was running anything or I was escaping. I was like, no, they got a real good flavor in there. And this is the only time that I'm in this part of town. Like, I'm going to go get that. Uh-huh. And the, there was no wounding that was being activated. That was just like, literally, I could feel the energy of it. I wasn't escaping. I wasn't using it for anything. But then if you feel, and you know that you are, that's a chance for you to go in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. I just want to have my cake. I want to have my cake and eat it. I know. Too. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a very fascinating. It's a very fascinating discovery that they've we've come up with here. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What? How is uh? Do you like? Do you go back and like look at the Bible at all? Do you like go and say, oh, like they, I completely misunderstood this the first time I read it? Like, and this makes a lot more sense now, or does, do you have any still association with that? Yeah. I mean, listen, I never talk about this experience. I'll, I'll touch upon a little. I've had a crazy traumatic religious experience that I went through for six years and it had to do with the Bible and everything. And so for a long time, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm walking away. But there are a lot of beautiful moments on my journey where like a parable will come up like from a memory or like a one liner or like a verse and it'll just hit and it'll just hit deep and like I'll understand it. Not because someone forced me to understand it, but because now I'm really understanding the wisdom behind it. You know, like one of the parables that comes up constantly for me is like um, the one about the prostitute and how they dragged her out and everybody had a stone to kill her because she was a prostitute. And then Jesus comes over and he says, Whoever is um, not a sinner, throw the first stone. And nobody Mm. could throw the stone because we are all sinners, because we are one and because we're all having the human experience. And like, 
that's a parable that comes up for me a lot of like, before you go and throw the stone, check yourself and like mm-hmm. what's within you that's coming up. And like, why are you hating on others? And why are you in separation? Why are you dis? And why are you want to destroy someone? So that comes up for me a lot. And then the parable of I am the way, the truth and the life comes for me so much. Like it, like it'll just pop in and I'll just like breathe into that and feel into like, what does that really mean? And the other day I was walking my dog and I look up and on the stop sign, it said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And I went, mm, that is speaking <laughs> to me. And there is so much beauty in the Bible, but I think man and religion has taken it and just infused it with so much fear and shame and guilt and like completely took it and then it filtered through all of their unwoundedness and their egoic. Um, are you there? I think we froze for a second. Yeah. And their ego. And then it was, I could never have the opportunity to really feel what these words and what they meant for me and like what it really truly is saying. So I definitely have a lot of trauma with it. But when these moments come through, I'm like, oh, mm," like it hits. (laughs) It hits. Yeah. Do you read the Bible a lot? Uh, I kind of read like these. um, I read a lot of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. I'm not sure if you're Mm -hmm. familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yogananda um, is in San Diego. His whole like garden and yeah yeah everything's here yeah yeah it was last time i was in san diego i visited their temple a couple times yes yeah 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 beautiful beautiful. just a harmonious spot um yeah where is it it's in it's uh, in encinitas in north oh there's another one oh yeah yeah yeah. there's one in encinitas there's one in la but the one i went to was like downtown i think it was um It was like just, it was like past that hill. You know how like there's the hill that when you go down, like you, you kind of come to the airport. Yep. Mm -hmm. But if you go up that hill, it's like at the top of that hill and like just to the left. Good to know. Yeah. It's super dope. Highly recommend it. If you're looking for like, if you're trying to meditate, that's another crazy thing is like, if you're trying to meditate and you do it with like a group of people, something happens where you're just like more aligned. You're more just like in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's kind of to that to get bring it back to the Bible. Yeah, he, he like throughout his writings, he'll always like reference back, like, oh, Jesus talked about this when he said this. And, you know, this happened when I said this. And yeah. he kind of talks about the Bhagavad Gita as well. But, yeah. but the, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. And I've kind of gotten to this point where it's like, like the, it's almost like the words that, you know, Jesus has spoken. It's like it can be dissected at so many different levels. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. on your journey, like, you know, no matter where you are, even if you're a wounded pastor, right? If you're a wounded pastor, you've gone through some terrible wounding, you're associated with this egoic, like this egoic realm, you can almost like find a way to warp his words to mm-hmm. what it is you're trying to get it to do, like get him mm-hmm. to say, if you will. But like once you start removing those layers, that wounding, it's like an onion. It's like the deeper you go down in those words, yeah. it's like the deeper the truth is at yes. the bottom of it. And it's yeah. every single time it's like there's like a new <laughs> revelation for pun not intended. <laughs> there's like a new revelation of just like like the meaning behind some of the words yeah. that, you know, he said. Yeah. And I love Jesus. And I had to go on a journey of loving Jesus, not because I was told to love Jesus. And if I don't love Jesus, I'll go to hell. 
but like who Jesus really was and what he really came here to show us and to teach us. And it's gotten so lost in all of the religious sauce. But like when you really feel into what he came here to do, I mean, he really was the greatest light worker of all time. He came here to teach us that we are love, you know, that we are one. He came here to teach us what it really means to be a divine being having a human experience. And people took that and ran with it and it just got all distorted. And it's like, I, he's just a homie. Like he is someone that I really like look at and I'm like, man, you came to an unconscious world as a highly elevated conscious being of love. And you did you, I mean, he is the most famous person in the world. He is hands down. Yeah. His work still affects and hits so deeply. And now I just have this whole other understanding and respect and honor for what he really came here to do was to wake us up. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's really, I think there's two things that he really talked about that I really emphasize that number one is like, I am the way, right. He's not, he, he's like at like the basic level, like the way that it's been distorted at like the 3d perception is like, if you don't love Jesus, you're going to hell. Right. It's like, exactly. no, he, what he's saying is, is I'm laying out the path to enlightenment. I'm laying out the pathway of how you can elevate your soul, elevate your consciousness to get to a point that you no longer have to reincarnate. You can break the yeah. cycle of reincarnation that the right. Hindus talk about. And mm -hmm. people have, of course, worked that. It's like, okay, you don't love Jesus. You're going to hell. You're a sinner. And it's like, it's like, bro, you're, you're missing the point. It's not, exactly. The point exactly. Well, yeah. And then. And then the other thing that I think it touches on, which is the second coming of Christ, you know, mm -hmm. I think whenever people, whenever it's literally translated, people are like, oh, okay, Jesus is going to be born again. Like, like we're all sinners until Jesus is born again. All right. When's this guy going to reborn, get reborn. And I think in actuality, it's like finding the Christ consciousness within yourself. It's like, mm -hmm. when are you going to get your consciousness to the level of Christ? Because once you do that, now you no longer have to reincarnate and therefore you get to essentially join Jesus in God's kingdom, i.e. you get to elevate your spirit off of planet Earth and yeah. and live in maybe the astral plane. It depends on how it breaks down for your, you know, structure, but like, you know, the astral plane or the causal plane and move yeah. into that realm of existence outside of this mm -hmm. physical dimension. Yeah, totally. And you know, I I have a lot of hope for humanity. You know, I see people like you and I experience people constantly who are like, we're here to do this and nothing's going to stop them from really doing it. And it's like, I know that they'll study us in this incarnation for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And they'll look back on us and go, those souls were crazy. Like they really came down in a very <laughs> unconscious world and woke up and really did the best they could to achieve, you know, what it really means to be like Christ, you know, which is coming back to love, like truly and treating others with that same love that is within them, knowing that it's in them. It's just, I always call it, this is the craziest time in humanity. Like the current, like this is wild. I think souls that came here during this lifetime, like were nuts in the most beautiful way. Like it's a brutal, it is crazy to awaken. And like, it's not like, none of my best friends and like my family are like on board with me and going, they all think I'm nuts in some way. They all think I've lost it in some way. I've lost a <laughs> lot of friends. You know, Jeez. I've lost like a lot of close people in my life. And 
I had to learn how to just honor they were there for the seasons that they were meant to be. And I love them. And it's okay that they're not going where I'm going. That's okay. But I had to go through a lot to get to that place of complete. Thank you. I love you, but I'm going on, you know? Yeah, I I can relate to that a lot, especially in the friends world. Luckily, my my parents have been like a lot more open-minded. Like I know my mom listens to every podcast. That's so great. shout out mom. God yeah. made it into this podcast as well. Um, so she listened to all of them. And I know a lot of the things we talk about kind of go over her head. You know, my dad like is like almost more of like uh, my patient zero <laughs> who I've kind of helped out mentally. But then my brother and sister are a lot more like brother is more like engineer mindset. Like he's a rocket engineer. So he's very much like, this is like, if you can't prove it to me, if I can't experience it with the five senses, then I have a hard time making that jump. And then, you know, my sister's still kind of like, I think she's probably a little bit more agnostic, which she, which would be mm-hmm. she, she's in like, she's not really sure what. Yeah. But she knows on. something's up. Yeah. 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 She, <laughs> yeah, she believes yeah. that there's like that, like a universal, fo- I think I don't want to put words in her mouth. So maybe I'll sure. just, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll loosely touch on. She's that. open. She's open. Yeah. 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 I, I her big her big thing, and I think this is honestly a very fair point at some level, which is mm-hmm. and actually Yoganon has a book all about this, which I haven't bought yet because I'm like on some other book. Yeah. But her big thing is is and I think it's a very valid argument or at least question, which is like, why would there why would a if a god exists, why would there be so much suffering on earth? Like why would there yeah. be rape? Why would there be all this killing? Why would there mm-hmm. be all this death? And and I don't know that I'm at a point to perfectly answer it, but um, I know there's a book that Yogananda has that dives into it deeper. So I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that. I mean, we are we are a reflection of the collective. You know, we always go into, well, why would God allow this and why would God allow that? It's like we all created this together as a collective. And that's why we are all here to also change the tides of all of this. And people don't want to accept that. But we have to face the fact that there is darkness within all of us. And we are here to truly transform that so that we can raise the the consciousness level. I mean, where we're at right now is so low. You know, this place is dense. And it's like until each of us individually do the work, we're never going to get to a place where we truly live in harmony and in unity. And so that's why we all got to do the work within ourselves to get to that place. But like questioning those things, it's like, it's like, I don't go into that place because you, it's all mindy, you know, it's all you trying to like justify and figure and all this stuff. It's like get out of your mind, drop into your heart and just feel what do you need to do to show up as a light being in this world, period, end of story. Like do the work on yourself. We, we can bitch and complain and all of this stuff. If you're not taking responsibility over you, it's like all we do is keep ourselves stuck there. It's like, how long do we want to be trapped? Like for me, like I want to be free. So like that's why like I go in all the time because of how I want to show up as an individual in the world. And then I know that's just another light shining out of this world that's going to help the collective consciousness shift into higher dimensions. Like let's go earth. Like earth cannot handle our vibration anymore. It can't. That's why so many of us are here awakening on this journey, because it's time for us to shift from this third low dimension into a higher dimension. And in order for us to get there, we got to do the work. It's not a passive transition. It's radical. And it's you got it. We got to go. We got to do it. And I think that's why 
it is so difficult. It, it might, you know, it is a warrior's journey. This isn't, let me sit back and like twirl my hair. This is go <laughs> in to the pain and let's go. Is that the, I think that's like the spiritual, but I have never done like deep investigation into yeah. it, but that's, that, that's the spiritual bypassing you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Spiritual bypassing is like, you're, you're only focusing on like positivity and like great vibes and like happiness and blah, blah, blah and delight. And you're not seeing the other equation, which is you can't have light without the dark. You know, mm. you can't appreciate the dark without the light and vice versa. And we're taught to not honor the dark. And it's like, go into the dark, like truly. I mean, I go into that every day. Is it easy? No, of course not. Do I like my partner and like a lot of people on this journey with me are like, they're at a point where they're excited when they get triggered. They're like, great. It's time for me to evolve. Let's go. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Okay. I'm not there yet fully. I'm still like, fuck, I just got triggered. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then I got to love how much I'm resisting, you know, because that's an energy that's being activated. So it's like, but I know like the more I do this, like the more like excited I get, because I just want to evolve. I just want to heal. And I just want to like keep growing. Keep, I never want to stop growing, like truly. And that requires me to really go in and do the work and show up constantly for myself. Yeah, it seems like uh, I think that might also be like, a, I don't know if this is you or not, but it's just like reminding me like there can be a trap that people fall into where it's like, OK, what's the next thing? All right, someone trigger me. You know what I mean? Like, what's the next thing I got to do? What's the yeah, totally. as opposed to just kind of like appreciating like the spot you're at in the journey and totally. maybe I'm projecting here because I think I've probably come from this where it's like all right, I just want to be there. Like, just make me enlightened. But, you know, right. there's there's like this level of, okay, first of all, appreciating the process, right? Yes. Um, I think the movie, the movie metaphor analogy is always beautiful because I think it it really highlights a whole bunch of dynamics that's going on in this physical dimension. Mm-hmm. Like a, uh, and whenever I say movie, I mean like, oh, this is beautiful because we're talking about Hollywood as well. Uh, <laughs> so like a movie as in whenever you go into like a theater and they have like the projector on. Right. And then, you know, there's this element of like our divine nature is that light that is shining through the projector. And what Mm -hmm. we're doing is, is like, we are the characters that are in that, that scroll wheel that are kind of getting projected on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then even more so what you're touching on here though, if we're going to relate this back to the journey and appreciating the journey, which is, like if a movie was just like the opening scene and then the end scene, it's like there would be no like purpose to it and like lose yeah. all of its emotional drive. Yeah. It's like someone saying, I want to be a millionaire, but I don't want to work hard for it. It's like, no, that's like entitlement. Work hard for the million dollars because what you will learn as you become the millionaire is priceless. It, yeah. That's that's true learning. That's true growth. And without that, like you getting a millionaire, it don't mean shit. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't and do so, it for you. No, no. And what you will learn, you know, on the way, that's the stuff that like really makes you who you are and who you eventually become. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Because that's, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's so fascinating. It is. It is. My mind's coming to a blank, though. Do you have something to talk about? Or maybe we're supposed to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, that's what, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, it's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah, it's time. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think 
for everyone at home that's listening. Uh, well, hold on one second. Yeah, oh, me, go, go. Let me yeah. tee you up. Let me tee you up. Okay, okay. Tee me up. Tee me you up. Know, so, <laughs> so this is how it usually ends. Ellie, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> um, I usually leave the end of the show to my guests if they want to leave a message, they want to plug some of their stuff. I'll put your links down in the show notes below. So, Ellie, thank you so much for being here. And if yeah. you have any final messages to the audience or want to plug some of your stuff, this is the space for you to do just that. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Clayton, for having me. Um, no, I, re I really enjoyed this time with you and everyone at home. And um, yeah, I'm a mystical life coach at Master of Self University. I work with people one on one to really teach them the step by step tools to learn what it is to get to the root cause of your pain and really learn how to transform it. I also coach group classes as well. So if anyone ever wants to work, all the links are in my bio um, on my social media handles at L-A-Y-J Lee. And um, I just tip my hat to everyone who listens to podcasts, who read books, who goes into stillness, who wants better for themselves, because this is not an easy place to be. I've struggled my whole life with this existence. It's still something that comes up constantly for me of not wanting to be here because of how emotionally deep I can feel everything. And that has not been an easy journey for me. And I think um, it's easy for my mind to go, you should just not exist anymore. You should just like, you know, let this one go. And those are the moments for me to really come back to my heart space and go, thanks for showing up. I'm here to love you unconditionally because what I'm here to do for myself and the collective is bigger than I can imagine. And that doesn't come from ego. That comes from like my journey had to be hard because of who I'm meant to become. And I just want to help people because I know what it's like to be in suffering for so long. And um, so to everyone at home that's doing the work, I love you. Keep going. Thanks for supporting Clayton on this podcast. And we are on a journey that is indescribable. And I'm just honored to be with each and every one of you. It's a beautiful message. Ellie, Thanks. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Guys, go man. check out some of her stuff. She has some pretty cool content across all of her platforms. And yeah. Oh, make sure you guys share this. I always love encouraging you guys to share. You can rate if you want. Please do it. But only if you're going to do a five-star review. Um, <laughs> uh, but when you share it, if you didn't know, it's a it creates a, a four-way win. Because I win because the podcast gets out to more people. Ellie wins because her message gets out to more people. You win because your friend knows that you listen to dope podcasts. And your friend wins because they listen to a dope podcast. They get introduced to a new one. So it's a four-way win. So, I mean, guys, you got to gotta hit that share button. I don't know what you're doing yes. if you're not, but <laughs> Ellie agrees. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so hopefully, Ellie, we didn't get you kicked off Hollywood with this uh, podcast here, but <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> I kicked you out. <laughs> Talking too much uh, spirituality, there might be like, oh, this girl, not really uh, for it yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. And as always, I will see you all in the sixth dimension. <laughs>